This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome to Ponies 24-7 and a big shout out to our many American listeners who are continuing their warm and wonderful weekend celebrations. Happy Thanksgiving. First up on today's show, former Ontario Minister of Labour, Immigration, Training and Skills Development, Monty McNaughton. The recent announcement that he would be joining Woodbine Entertainment created really positive headlines and made a whole lot of people in the horse racing industry very happy. Monty is now Executive Vice President, Industry Relations and People Experience. We'll sit down with Monty in moments and find out more about his new role with Woodbine Entertainment, particularly that people experience part of it. Okay, it is a holiday weekend in the States, but that isn't stopping the brilliant and beautiful Jessica Otten from working overtime. She is the Meadowlands marketing coordinator and TV host, and as the storied New Jersey Standard Red Racetrack wraps up its stakes schedule with the Fan Duel Championships, Jessica will be seamlessly going back and forth between behind the camera and on air. She'll bring us up to speed on tonight's exciting action at the Meadowlands and look back at the season that was. And Tim Lawson is our guest on Ponies 24-7 this morning. He is now Woodbine's newly minted VP of Thoroughbred Racing. Woodbine hosted a fascinating Stronger Together panel discussion earlier this week for a look at its future, especially with a leadership change at the top and the addition of several new powerful players. Tim Lawson will recap much of what came out of this past week's enlightening panel discussion. And last but never least, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new show feature, In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine 
covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Larry Simpson, and our In Case You Missed It, a look at the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Larry, there were big announcements out of Woodbine earlier this week, and it came from something called Stronger Together, this panel discussion. What did you see? You were there. I was there, and uh, it was well attended by um, horsemen and and, uh, uh, people within the media and that. And, yeah, there was a lot of news. Uh, There was news on the uh, King's Plate for next year, and there was also uh, some some other news about... uh, uh, one of the uh, turf courses and uh, what's going to happen to it in 2025. And actually uh, delve more into this uh, as we get into the show with a couple of our guests. In other words, stay tuned. In other words, stay Absolutely. tuned. Absolutely. And also, it's Thanksgiving weekend in the States, and there are a lot of great stakes races going on. Well, there is. Uh, tonight is the uh, Fan Duel Championships uh, for uh, at the Meadowlands for the Stanabreds. And uh, that uh, could have some, uh, the, the winners of that could have some indication of who's going to be Horse of the Year and some of the other uh, uh, honors that, that go to the uh, harness racing side. Uh, again, you probably hear more about that during the show. So stay tuned. I like that. My two favorite words, stay tuned. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. And that's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. We are pleased to be joined today by former politician Monty McNaughton, Woodbine Entertainment's new executive vice president, industry relations and people experience. Monty, welcome to the show and congratulations. Well, thank you so much, uh, Ann and Larry. Great to be back on uh, your station and to talk about um, uh, this exciting move uh, to join the horse racing industry. Well, let's let's talk about your recent Woodbine appointment. And what was it that attracted you to this uh, to this position? I've been a fan of horse racing uh, since I was a little kid. Um, really close family uh, friends of uh, ours uh, were in standard bred uh, racing. So when I was eight years old, they took me uh, to the track, and uh, lucky enough, their horse um, won that night, and I got to stand uh, in the winner's circle. That was back in, like, 1985. And that really ignited a, a passion at a young age uh, for me in, into horse racing. They actually named a horse after me called Monty's Revenge. Uh, the horse didn't do very well, by the way, but it really did ignite um, an interest and a passion uh, in horse racing. And uh, there was one place I wanted to work after uh, politics and government, and that was Woodbine. Was it a difficult decision for you to step out of the political spotlight and into the horse racing industry? I loved uh, serving uh, in government. I was uh, the local member of provincial parliament uh, for my riding of Lambton, Kent, Middlesex for uh, 12 years. But 
ultimately, uh, it came down to a couple of things. Um, number one, from a family perspective, our, our daughter, Annie, is uh, 10 years old. I've been an MPP for 12 years, um, so I wanted to, to move on so I could spend more time with my family. Uh, and secondly, I knew I wouldn't stay uh, in politics for an entire career. I always knew I wanted to work uh, outside of government again and, and back in the private sector. And Woodbine was a place that I wanted to work. I, I love what they're doing out there. I think it's the most exciting um, entertainment district uh, in Canada, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of the things that's happening out there. But at the core of Woodbine's mission is to support the horse racing industry, and that benefits uh, 25,000 people and many small businesses uh, across our province and many you know, small towns and, and small cities. Uh, so I'm really excited to, to be part of the team out there. So most recently, you were Minister of Labour, Immigration, Training and Skills Development. Obviously, these, this is, was an expertise that, I guess, lends itself well to the future of Woodbine, right? Yeah, I, I think so. There's actually a lot of uh, crossover. I mean, on the labour perspective, ensuring that uh, people are healthy and safe uh, at work. Uh, we have 1,700 uh, people at Woodbine and Mohawk um, that uh, work in, in the locations there. Uh, we have an amazing team. Um, but also I think of some of the work I did in government with, with Premier Ford and our team on getting more people into the skilled trades. I mean, for far too long in Ontario, uh, we didn't promote these careers. And, and under Premier Ford's leadership, uh, the government really focused on that. I see the same thing in the horse racing uh, industry. I mean, there's so many amazing opportunities for people to work in horse racing today. Uh, for example, I uh, spent time with folks that work at the starting gate, like bright and early in the morning on the backstretch, um, just hearing about what they do to ensure that the races happen uh, every day. Uh, this week, we did a lunch and learn uh, with uh, a jockey who's been on your show, uh, Ryan Munger. I mean, these are great opportunities where you can make um, a good living and, and they're really exciting jobs. So that's part of the industry relations, part of your role, new executive vice president, industry relations. The people experience, that is something that I'd like to explore with you. What does that mean to you? Well, to me, it's about really focusing on uh, our team at Woodbine. Um, so that could be at the Woodbine racetrack uh, in Toronto, North Etobicoke, um, or out at, at Mohawk. Um, 1,700 people, it's, it's a lot of HR um, issues and, uh, again, just really promoting the culture that we have uh, at Woodbine. It's one of the things I noticed, like the day I walked in there for the first time, is just how amazing the people are there, how happy they are. I mean, we have so many employees that have been there for 30 and 40 years, um, this week, I met um, uh, Ian. He's been working at the track since 1971. He leads the um, starting gate crew. I mean, he told me that he missed school one day to watch Secretariat uh, <laughs> run at Woodbine. Yeah. And that was, we just had the 50th anniversary of that race when Secretariat was there. I mean, there are so many phenomenal stories. And part of that people experience is sharing those stories, but also telling not only the Toronto area, but really people around the world that um, Woodbine is a global leader uh, in the horse racing industry. And at the Woodbine site, uh, there's 700 acres uh, here in Toronto. There's going to be a lot of growth uh, over the next 
15 years, and we're going to go from about 1,700 people working out there uh, to almost 20,000. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. When you were hired, uh, Monty, Woodbine CEO Michael Copeland was quoted as saying, and I'm, I'm quoting this, that Woodbine has an opportunity to expand their business in a way that benefits Ontario horse racing and the families depending on it, and that your expertise and leadership will help guide in realizing these ambitious goals. How do you see yourself fitting into this role? You know, it, it's one of the stories that I know Michael Copeland, uh, myself, and, and the team at Woodbine is really excited uh, to share. So the mandate and the mission of Woodbine is to return profits back to the horse racing industry. Like, there's no shareholders out there. So when we talk about uh, expanding uh, Woodbine, whether it's the horse racing or the new theater, uh, the new casino that's out there, um, and the property development, like including public transit on that Woodbine property, at the end of the day, all of that growth comes back to uh, benefiting the 25,000 people uh, in the horse racing uh, industry. So I'm really excited to be part of the team to really promote um, the horse racing industry, but also everything else that's happening at Woodbine. It is the single largest building opportunity that we have uh, in Canada. I mean, when you talk about 400 of 1,700 acres um, growing and, um, you know, adding to the local economy, it's it's pretty exciting. I looked at some of the artist renderings a couple of days ago when I was touring Woodbine, which was fantastic, by the way. And it really, it's it's like a live, work, and play. It's like a city unto itself. That's a great um, explanation. I mean, um, it is a city within a city uh, out at Woodbine. And when people experience it and see it for themselves, they really understand just how exciting it is out there and and what the future um, holds. It's an exciting industry. Uh, I happen to think it's uh, the best sport that we have uh, here in Canada. I mean, it's the home of, of the King's Plate next year will be the 165th uh, running of uh, the King's Plate. Um, I think it's the third biggest horse race uh, in North America. Um, so we have a lot to be proud of, and the future is extremely bright, not just for the people that work at Woodbine today, but the future people that work out there, uh, and, of course, the horse racing industry. You sound excited. <laughs> I am. I mean, um, look, it was hard to leave uh, politics, um, but obviously from uh, a family perspective, it was the right decision. Um, But I'm just so excited to be part of Woodbine. I know I made uh, the right decision. Uh, I'm excited about uh, the future. I just have to tell you one quick story. Uh, A couple weeks after I stepped down uh, as Minister of Labour, Immigration, Training and Skills Development for Premier Ford, I took my 10-year-old daughter uh, to a cross-country meet, and on the way home, it was just the two of us in her minivan, and she, out of the blue, said, Daddy, that meant a lot today that you were at my cross-country meet. And I knew that very moment that I made the right decision uh, to move on. And as I said earlier on in this interview, like the day I walked into Woodbine, just to see how excited and happy and passionate the people are that work there, um, it just reinforced that, that I made the right decision. That's a beautiful story. And and let's continue with that. And Annie and Kate, your lovely wife, I know that they spend a lot of time now at the track with you on weekends. What's that experience like in particular for Annie? Well, she loves it. I mean, 
uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but at the height of racing season, uh, there's 2,000 horses that uh, live at Woodbine. I think um, this weekend there's about 1,500 uh, out at Woodbine. So what person, what child uh, wouldn't love to go to their you know, dad's work where there's <laughs> that many uh, horses? She's an animal lover, loves horseback riding. Um, so this has been a, a really great fit for my family and I. And, um, you know, you go out there on the weekend to watch uh, live racing and it certainly doesn't feel like work when you're uh, when you're out at Woodbine um, so it's it's been great it's very exciting and as I said the uh, the people are great and there's lots of great things happening out there you mentioned uh, earlier about being part of the standardbred uh, scene you could say uh, 1985 uh, was one of the first times that you were at a standardbred race uh, when did you finally get get this interest in, in thoroughbred racing, or was that something that came along just shortly after the standardbred side? No, that, that's a great question. I mean, I, I grew up uh, on the standardbred side, but um, when I was uh, the MPP in Lambton, Kent, Middlesex, I mean, I remember the day um, that the former, former government ended the slots at racetrack program, and I actually went out um, to uh, a number of tracks, including Woodbine, to meet the men and women uh, in the horse racing uh, industry and just to understand um, what they were going through at that time and how how the industry uh, was going to change because of the government's uh, decision. So I would say it was from that experience going to Woodbine um, where I really picked up an interest in, in thoroughbreds. And then, of course, um, I attended sort of a, a few years later the Queen's Plate then uh, with my wife. That was my first time uh, going to the Queen's Plate and um, just really got excited about, about thoroughbreds. So it's, uh, again, it's, it's great racing out at Woodbine. Um, I also love going out to Mohawk to watch uh, standardbred racing there. And one of the things I'm going to do uh, over the next number of months is really focus on uh, reaching out to the men and women in the horse racing industry, whether it's going to uh, breeders uh, in Ontario to see what they're doing, meeting um, uh, owners of horses, going out to farms, like really going to spend a lot of time reaching out uh, to the industry and, and learning a lot as I go. Speaking of which, yes, you have great, vast experience in so many aspects of your new job with your past experience as Labour Immigration Training and Skills Development Minister for the Ontario government. What about the actual race itself? If you're watching a, a thoroughbred race or you're watching a standard bred harness race, what's that like for you? Are you like a kid in a candy store when you see a race? Absolutely. And I, I feel like I'm getting more excited as time goes on. And of course, the more you learn, right? Because it is like any new uh, job opportunity or any new industry that you join, there's a lot uh, to learn. Um, but once you start learning about jockeys and about horses and about uh, the owners of horses, um, I, I just find it fascinating. It's, it's very exciting, you know, screaming at the horses or, <laughs> or the jockeys as they're running. But that's part of the experience when you go out to Woodbine or you're out at Mohawk or another track. I mean, you hear the crowd uh, getting really excited and really into the races, just like you would if you're watching the the NHL game or the Maple Leafs. <laughs> um, it's it's very exciting, just like that. Um, so I'm I'm enjoying it all. Well, Monty, thanks for doing this, and uh, you are now officially a friend of the show for <laughs> Ponies Twenty Four Seven, the radio magazine. 
Well, thank you very much. That's uh, that's a real honor and look forward to um, coming on from time to time. And we look forward to having you again. Thank you, Monty McNaughton. Great. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Larry. All thank the best. You. When we come back, the Meadowlands' Jessica Otten joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Very excited to be joined again by the Meadowlands marketing coordinator and TV host, Jessica Otten. Now, the Meadowlands is home to tonight's FanDuel Championships. By the way, Jessica, welcome and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me again. Uh, yeah, it was a great Thanksgiving this week. was able to go back home to Michigan uh, for a little bit, but very excited to have one last big stakes race tonight at the Meadowlands. Yeah, baby. Yeah, well, let's uh, get right into it. Uh, it's pretty significant stakes races, eh? The, the FanDuel, especially uh, the open pace and a horse by the name of Confederate. Talk about that. Yes, uh, it is uh, very exciting to have Confederate, the lone three-year-old in that race, take on the older horses. Which you don't see quite often. We actually have four three-year-olds on the card taking on older horses and it's really exciting to see that because Confederate's a horse that we uh, have been following all season long obviously and the things that he's done uh, and the way he's won the races has just been so exciting uh, he's got an outside post here and I don't think he's really been contested yet this season So, uh, but the connections also say we haven't seen the bottom of him which is also really mm-hmm. exciting uh, he's going to take on a couple of really sharp older horses and buy the missile and uh, tattoo artist, and 
it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be his final career start. He's going to go stand stud in, at uh, Diamond Creek in Pennsylvania next year. So uh, they got nothing to lose. It's all on the line, and I think it's going to be a great horse race. So if if he happens to win tonight, is he horse of the year, do you think, Jessica? I think no matter what happens, uh, he'll be horse of the mm, year. Yeah. Um, but that's just my opinion, uh, just because of the way he's won races and um, week after week. It's been so uh, awesome to see him come from off of the pace week after week and dominate the fields that he's been, you know, dominating. Uh, and even Tim Petrick said it in a post-race interview once, he's never seen a horse consistently come from off of the pace week after week and win the way he does. So something we haven't seen in a very long time, if ever. Uh, but he's definitely got my vote for Horse of the Year. Well, yeah. and I think he's got ours as well. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, can you give us a little history of the FanDuel Championships? I love the name of it, but what's its history? So it actually is formerly known as the TVG Championship Races. You have to pay into, uh, I guess, a series, if you want to call it, and there's about six races uh, that you can race in throughout the summer at multiple different tracks to gain points to end up in the FanDuel Championship. Now, horses that have raced in over 50% of the races um, have you know, seniority over the rest of the horses. So, uh, like, the Roses Are Red are part, is part of the, um, the, the Mayor's Open pace. Uh, the Breeders Crown is a part of all of them. You gain points where you finish in the race. The Alarage in Lexington is part of it. The Dayton Derby is part of it. The Miss Versatility Final. So there's multiple different races through each division uh, for them to gain points to come to the FanDuel Championship uh, at the end of the year. And it, it kind of, uh, it's one big hurrah, I guess you could say. <laughs> and I think it helps with maybe divisional honors in some sorts. Uh, not only the FanDuel Championship, but the fall final fours as well, because, you know, there were horses who were very dominant in the beginning of the season, but people forget there's a lot of money to be made towards the end of the season in these two-year-old horses' uh, careers. So it'll be interesting to see, because there's a few horses that have stopped racing and a few horses in those um, fall final four divisions who have come on to do really well towards the end of the year. Well, we want to come back to uh, tonight's races and get you to put your handicapping hat on a little later, but... Uh, let's let's talk about the Meadowlands race meet this year. Like, it was a long meet. You started what in January, and you've been going right through uh, with a couple of breaks. But uh, uh, talk about how was business? It's been really well. Um, yeah, we do typically take a few weeks off in uh, August and a few weeks off in September, uh, which was nice. Um, but it's been really good. We had a lot of really nice events this year. We uh, try to put on nice events. Uh, throughout the summer and in, in the nice weather. We've got the Beer Fest and the Wine Fest that draw a really nice um, crowd of people. And this year we had a lot of uh, opportunity to showcase a lot of our top races on Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2, uh, including the Meadowlands Pace and the Hamiltonian was on uh, Network Fox, Fox, which I think is really great. Uh, America's Day at the Races and, and Naira helped with that a lot. So it brought our, our product to a, uh, a whole new world per se, I guess. Uh, and it's been really great to see our, you know, our sport and our uh, our products put on national TV. It's really nice to see other racetracks put forth, uh, you know, the funds to have their racetracks as well. But it's been a really good, a really good year. A lot of great racing. Uh, you know, we had an upset in the Hamiltonian and the Hamiltonian Oaks this year. So uh, definitely a very busy year. Uh, you know, from May all the way until 
tonight, but mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to a, a good winter and back at it again next year. You know, it's interesting. The Meadowlands attracts great fans, a lot of coverage, a lot of attention, but it also attracts incredible horses and outstanding drivers. Why is that? I just think, you know, uh, everyone calls it the mecca of harness racing. Mm. There's no place like, you know, winning a race at the Meadowlands. Uh, Just the history behind it, uh, you know, the significance of it, you know, all of the the great drivers and trainers and horses that have raced there. Uh, It's just, you know, the place that people want to be no matter what time of year it is. Of course, you know, stake season is really busy, but, you know, we, we race all through the winter as well on Friday and Saturday nights. We have full fields. Uh, which makes it really great for the wagering menu and the wagering opportunities. But people just really enjoy uh, uh, racing over a nice surface for their horses, a nice big track, and it's, you know, go for, you know, decent money as well. So I think it's just a com- combination of all of that. So is harness racing pretty well seven days a week for you then? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I think I eat, breathe, and sleep it. Uh, if I'm not at work, which, I work, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday during the days in the office. I'm watching races wherever they're at. And, you know, Friday and Saturday nights I'm at the track. But uh, my dad also runs the stable back home in Michigan. So I um, I try and, you know, make sure everything's good to go there. And, you know, the summer is really busy for him as well. And I own a couple. And uh, so I, it's on my mind 24-7. <laughs> Any day that ends in Y, correct? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Jessica, Meadowlands Marketing Coordinator and TV host, how do you balance each of those very important jobs? Uh, it's taken me quite a while. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been probably, it's been a year now since I've taken on, you know, a bigger role since we lost our good friend Dave Brower. But, uh, you know, I really try to focus, you know, I, I'm a list person. So I make sure that my list is written the night before and, you know, get everything done that I need to get done. Scheduling posts on social media. I spend, you know, a majority of my, maybe my Tuesday and Wednesday really focusing on social media and the events that need to go out and the website and getting all the information out. And then, you know, the second part of Wednesday into Thursday is all, you know, racing coming up on the weekend, handicapping the program, making sure everybody sends me all their stuff so that I can get graphics made put on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and then, you know, so Friday and Saturday nights, it's just what's happening at the track. Talk about the horses, you know, get you know, reactions and, you know, post photos and videos. And Sunday, when Sunday rolls around, uh, I really try to take a nice little break. Uh, I have a retired racehorse that I have, so I try to spend some time, you know, with him. And, you know, I really try and take Sundays as a day off. So that's like the, I try to balance it the best I can. <laughs> <laughs> you just wish there was an eighth day in the week, oh, right? Probably not. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, really? Wow, you are an incredible. Eighth day that no one else knows about, so then I can have it to myself. <laughs> Very well put. But you also had some, or have some Canadian roots in in, in harness racing, don't you? I do. Uh, my dad is actually Canadian, so he grew up in Forest, Ontario. And he did the Ontario circuit racing with his father. Uh, and then he did it himself when he went out on his own. Uh, he's very good friends with Greg McNair. And I actually worked for Greg McNair when I was, I think I was 14 or 15. I went up and worked for him for a few weeks in the summer. Uh, and we always uh, continued to race the Ontario circuit uh, when Michigan went on a pretty big decline about Oh, 10 or so years ago, uh, my dad had a stable in Sarnia, and he raced in London, and I had a small stable in Michigan, uh, and we would kind of swap uh, horses back and forth. So we've always loved the Ontario racing, um, and now we have this 
a smaller stable and we still have the farm in Michigan. So he uh, has some sire steak horses in Michigan, but uh, yeah, we've always uh, supported the Ontario racing and always loved going up there. And I'll bet you stay in close contact with your family, in particular your dad. And so when there are conversations, whether they are face-to-face or FaceTime or, or whatever, what are the questions that you ask your father and what does he ask you? I mean, he probably seeks advice from you, Jessica. Well, uh, yeah, so I actually own a couple of horses with him, and there's things that, you know, you have to tinker if a horse doesn't race good the first week. We just kind of always have the conversation. Our, you know, we race Friday and Saturday in Michigan, so Sundays uh, we talk about the weekend or whatever, and we just kind of uh, tinker around with ideas, you know, me being on the East Coast. I always tell people there's never an opportunity you can't learn something. No one knows everything, and, I, you know, I love going around to all the farms beginning of the summer and watching these horses baby race and and talking to people and even when I go do the features for you know Meadowlands Pace or, or Hamiltonian it's so interesting because everybody does everything differently there's no really right or wrong way to do or operate the stable it's just what kind of suits you so he kind of asks me you know what I see and I'll ask him questions that I'd be like, if I have like you know, maybe an equipment question or uh, a medication question when it comes to even my old horse um, I retired horse, so we kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Uh, you know, I have an eight-year-old horse that's racing back home in Michigan, and I finally got my dad to put him on Lasix, but <laughs> I let him think it was his idea so that he would do it. But, you know, we do work good together as a team, and it's really fun. Um, we, uh, you know, like I said, he operates a smaller stable these days, but even when I was working for him, uh, we had like 15 horses, in it, and it was always fun. You know, he did a lot of the track work, and I stayed in the barn and, and paid attention to the small details. Well, I, I threatened you earlier, Jessica, <laughs> saying that uh, you were going to have to put your handicapping hat on for tonight's card at the Meadowlands. So uh, is it on nice and tight for you? Oh, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Let's hear it. Well, I think there's a lot of uh, very big favorites, I believe. I think that uh, in the two-year-old Colton Gelding Trot in the Valley Victory, Carl has been very sensational. He's got one lone loss on the season, and it was by uh, it was by a nose to another very sensational two-year-old trotter. So I think Carl is a slam dunk race. Uh, a slam dunk single in any of those exa- uh, in those multi-leg wagers, uh, and I've been really excited to see this two-year-old Colt Pace in the uh, Governor's Cup. I think it's a wide-open event. We had two elimination winners in Captain Luke who scored his first win of the season uh, last weekend. And then Max and Hanover bounced back uh, in a, a tremendous way. He was a winner down at Dover in the major, and he come back and become a really big first over grind uh, in his elimination. But I think there's a few other horses in that that have a big opportunity. Newsroom, uh, you know, put him in a clunker in the, in the Breeders' Grand Final, and he's come back really nicely in his elimination. First time late tonight, booming economy, I think, is a really good play. Uh, I'm going to put him on the top of my ticket. He's got an outside post. He was three wide into the first turn. He only ducked in for like a few seconds before he was out again. Um, and then he was out the whole mile. He charged home late. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's a wide open event. I think you, there's a really uh, good opportunity to find some value in there. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, like I said, booming economy draws to the outside. Max and Hanover to the rail. And Captain is making through the sec- two or three holes. So it's going to be a really exciting. Uh, and then, of course, we're really looking forward to Confederate. Uh, he's um, going to be his last career start, as well as Tattoo Artist. 
uh, and five minutes will be back next year. So I think it's going to be a shootout of a race. I don't think there's going to be any taking back off of the gate in there. Uh, and I think people are going to be lining the fence uh, and uh, really looking forward to that. And, of course, our Hamiltonian champ, uh, Tactical Approach, I think has a really good shot of picking up some big pieces in the uh, the open trot. He's the three, lone three-year-old in there taking on the big boys. Uh, I think there's a couple of different ways you can approach that race. Al Rajah won through in a, a big clunker in the Breeders' Crown, but I don't think if he wasn't on his A game, the Sunsets would enter him back into that race. So I'm going to take another shot with him, but I would not be surprised if Tactical Approach uh, somehow, some way, uh, did his thing because you know he's always there. He's on the Breeders' Crown, he won the Kentucky Paturity and the Hamiltonian, uh, and he'll retire after the race tonight as well. So I'm really looking forward to the card. <laughs> I think there's plenty of uh, value in a few of those races to really look forward to. But uh, I think if you're looking for a slam dunk, it's going to be Carl in the Valley Victory. Wow, very impressive work, young lady. I got writer's cramp <laughs> writing all this down he, here. He's writing nonstop, <laughs> fellow handicapper. <laughs> Jessica Otten, thank you so much for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. It was just great having you with us. Thank you so much for having me again. I hope you guys have a great, uh, a great day. After the break, Tim Lawson, Woodbine's vice president of Thoroughbred Racing, is with us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with hpibet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to hpibet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Tim Lawson, Woodbine's Vice President Thoroughbred Racing, was a panelist on Woodbine's Stronger Together discussion earlier this week. He joins us now on Ponies 24-7. Tim, welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us again. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Well, thanks for coming on uh, again, Tim. And uh, let's talk about some of the uh, takeaways uh, from the Stronger Together on on uh, Wednesday, uh, Tim. Yeah, the Stronger Together session was, you know, very, very helpful for us. It's important for us to get together with our stakeholders uh, frequently, but this was an opportunity at the end of the year to, um, you know, to adjourn for the year and and take the good and, and the bad and, and, and places for us to improve. Um, you know, one of the major topics of discussion was, um, you know, the, the cost of maintaining horses these days and how can we try to make um, these businesses a little more viable for our horse people. 
that we're looking at all avenues to to figure out um, you know ways to help our our local horse people out and, and make lives a bit easier on them because you know without them we'd have no operation here um, on a more positive note we were really excited to announce uh, of course the king's plate uh, of, of Saturday, August 17th, and also our, our tentative racing calendar for next year. So we're excited to share that, um, you know, we, we, will, we, are, we intend on opening uh, Saturday, April 27th, uh, with the, our backstretch opening ready for training in the last week of February. So once again, these, these meetings are, are, are great for everyone to get together and, and, you know, just take off for the year with, uh, with some good feedback, but, uh, you know, some some ideas for, for next year and, and uh, to, just to keep an open mind. What were some of the challenges that came up and that you are aware of in the 2023 season? Well, most notably, a, a, a big factor has been um, trying to make these businesses more viable for our horse people. They they work seven days a week. It's, it's sometimes hard to make a living. And how can we figure out to... Um, to make things a little more affordable for people back there to make sure that they've got money in their pockets for the winter months, that they're just getting that little bit extra to get by. Because I think we all know at this time, uh, in in this day and age, it's harder than ever, and we really appreciate that. And, of course, one of the other major announcements, Tim, was the fact that the King's Plate date has been basically firmed up, and it's going to be on a Saturday again, which was traditionally what was the day for the plate before the, I guess you could say before COVID and that, so it's Saturday, August 17th. Uh, like, you guys had a record handle. It was sold out this year, and it was on a Sunday. Why Why the move back to Saturday? Was there a reason for that? Well, there were a few things that we looked at, Larry. Um, you know, most notably, the, during the racing season, especially, um, you know, at, at the peak months of the summer, um, you know, it, it's no secret that, uh, you know, overall handle throughout North America, all sources, um, is is a little higher on Saturdays. Of course, we do have some competition in the marketplace. In August, we've got Saratoga and, and Del Mar. And if I'm not mistaken, I think um, the day that uh, coincides with King's Plate will be uh, the Alabama Stakes at mm-hmm. Saratoga. So it's not a it's not a major day down there. And and from an events perspective, I think you know we're looking at the option of of attracting a, a great amount of our guests uh, to Woodbine on a Saturday to kind of celebrate the end of the summer and. And you know, it's we'll we'll see how it goes. But I, I think um, what we're trying to do here is uh, explore our options of, of making this you know the most premier and attractive uh, event in the summer, not only for horse racing, but um, just uh, for from an events perspective in the city of Toronto. And another announcement that came out of Wednesday's discussion, Tim, was part of the E.P. Taylor Turf Course is going to be refurbished, rebuilt, starting in 2025. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a very exciting project for Woodbine, and, and it's a huge investment that we're making, uh, you know, for the future of our racing and for our horse people. Uh, racing historians, you know, will know that uh, it's a bit outdated back there. That that turf course is, uh, is is a little, dare I say, aged and and has and has reached its uh, and has reached its peak in terms of its lifeline. And what we're trying to do here is is create some consistency in the footing throughout uh, the entire racing surface uh, to create a safe racing surface for our horses, an improved drainage system, brand new turf, uh, which will really solidify our place as a, as a, uh, you know, a leading turf course throughout the world. And I thought, Tim, it was very interesting at the session that, uh, 
Michael Copeland made a comment that you know racing is becoming very challenging at Woodbine, especially what we had this year with you know we had the fires and and the smoke from the fires and and the heat and the humidity, so racing dates were being lost and said that there may have to be some sort of direction taken to, to kind of prepare for this in the future, correct? Yeah, we, this year has been um, unprecedented for us in terms of uh, the, the natural conditions that, that we've seen. Uh, for the first time ever, we've had to make the call to cancel uh, a couple cards of racing due to poor air quality from, as, as you can recall, the, uh, the wildfires in Quebec. Uh, these are things that racetracks out west are quite used to dealing with, but um, this 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 was something new that was thrown at us this year. Um, you know, the the climate in Ontario is is always changing. Uh, we have to make these calls that are for the best interest of our horses, but we also need to make sure that when um, you know the weather clears up and we are safe to run, that we keep our commitment to putting uh, purse money in our horse people's pockets. And we've done a very good job at that this year. Um, that, you know, we can look back likely in a couple of weeks, uh, and, and say that we've uh, met our, our purse commitment to uh, uh, 100%, and that even though that we might have lost a few races, that uh, we, we've kept our promise, and, and people uh, can take off for the winter, and knowing that we've done what we can to, to make everything up to them. So, Tim, another aspect of the Stronger Together discussion was the appearance of Michael Copeland, the new CEO of Woodbine Entertainment. Was this a chance for everyone, horse people, the media, the staff, every, the rest of the staff, to kind of hear him speak, get to know him a little bit, and see part of his vision? Yeah, it was a very good opportunity for Michael. His, his first Stronger Together session was, was last year, um, and he really... Uh, solidified himself as, as a leader in the horse racing business on Wednesday. And I think what he did a great job uh, doing was just, uh, you know, listening to people, you know, taking all of the feedback and, and the, the concerns and the needs of our horse people and, and knowing that uh, it reassuring everyone that our commitments uh, forever, our mission statement here at Woodbine is uh, for a, a thriving horse racing industry in Ontario. And, and I know Michael well, I've known him for years and, you know, I know that he's very passionate about uh, growing this game and, and uh, creating sustainability for the future. So personally, if you had to summarize uh, 2023 racing season at Woodbine, the thoroughbred racing season, how would you summarize it? Was it, was it challenging? Was it, was it profitable? Was, was, was there uh, some issues? There were many challenges uh, that we faced predominantly because of the weather uh, yeah. we came into this year with a new contract with the uh, with our with the HBPA uh, we felt very good going into it but um you know things uh, you know you get you get curveball thrown uh, thrown at you all the time and uh, it was it was a matter of us adapting i think on the positive side uh, we once again showcased some of the best racing uh, in in the world uh, to be honest with you, our our horses that have run here, um, you know, throughout the year, uh, went on to do great things at Breeders' Cup. Most notably, again, our Woodbine Mile winner, Master of the Seas, went on to win the Breeders' Cup Mile. Our local horses, My Boy Prince and Moira, uh, showcased a, a huge amount of talent, um, you know, on the Breeders' Cup stage that uh, really, once again, uh, assured the rest of the world that Woodbine is at the top of its game and. And uh, our horses are very competitive and, and, and can match anyone's talent, which was very exciting for us. So 
there were challenges, but once again, um, you know, there were so many positives to look at, and most notably uh, the talent of our horses that we were able to showcase on the world stage. I've got to ask you about your job right now, Vice President Thoroughbred Racing. How are you liking it? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> it's um, it's it's a new step for me. It's uh, uh, there's there's so much more that uh, you know that that goes on than than just the day to day. You know, racetrack operation. Uh, you know, the the day to day management items. Uh, you know, uh, when you're in a position um, of leadership, it's it's people management. It's it's horse people relations. And as you go on, I think you learn that um, you're only so good as 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 the people that support you and and your relationships with your people. There's, you know, so many factors that are at play. Uh, you know, running a, a racing operation like this. Our track surfaces, the project that we just talked about with the E.P. Taylor Turf Course, and of course our purse budget, and making sure that these funds are properly dispersed to to create sustainability for our horse people. It's a very fun job. There's, you know, of course a few sleepless nights, but um, you know most uh, you know most importantly, I'm I'm very fortunate to have a, a great staff that uh, that uh, that I work together with, uh, you know, to to help this operation thrive. And like we're talking, like the racing season's over, but it's not it's not over at Woodbine yet. You're still going until the uh, middle of December, and today there's a couple of nice stakes races, including the uh, Coronation uh, Futurity. Uh, would you agree that the Coronation Futurity basically starts the talks for next year's King's Plate? It really does. Between the Coronation Futurity and the Princess Elizabeth, I get very excited for these races. Um, you know which do take place near the end of the year. Things start winding down, but on the other end, the, the Triple Crown talk and the Triple Tierra talk start heating up. It's um, where we see, you know, the, the stars of tomorrow um, get, you know, getting going. And um, it's it, to be honest with you, Larry, it's one of my favorite days of the year just because two-year-olds mean promise and, and, and they mean excitement for, for the next year. So uh, it's, it's such an important day for us, and it's, it's a great way to kind of wrap up the season with our stake schedule. Really, really well said. I appreciate that. And we appreciate that you took some time to join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We both know how busy you are, Tim. <laughs> no, thank you very much for having me. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today all around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and, of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. Please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime. Stay with us for Lucky Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. 
The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, I have a question for you. What would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems? As Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Take it away, Larry. Thanks, Anne. Let's start at Woodbine. They have a 10-race card today with two stakes on tap, the Princess Elizabeth and the Coronation Futurity, considered to be one of the first prep races for next year's uh, King's Plate. The Coronation is race 8 today. It's one and an eighth miles on the uh, Tapita, purse of uh, $250,000. Ten horses have been entered, including number 7, Piper's Factor, who broke his maiden on September 10th at Woodbine in a field-best buyer of 82. This 82 buyer figure is one of the highest route buyers taken by a two-year-old at Woodbine this year. After working well, the connections of Piper's Factor entered him in the grade three gray stakes where he was bet down to two to one favoritism and raced up on the pace and finished second. We've always said that it's very difficult for many horses to go from a maiden breaking win to a win in its first start in open company. So no surprise that Piper's Factor wasn't able to deliver the full goods in the gray stakes. A couple of weeks back, I like the fact that a friend of the show, trainer Catherine Vasilova, hires another friend of the show, Jockey Kashusi Kamura, to ride Piper's Factor today, and together the pair hit at a 30% rate. I'm looking for a great performance today from Piper's Factor, Woodbine Race 8, the Coronation Futurity, number 7, Piper's Factor. Churchill Downs has a stakes-filled card as the U.S. Thanksgiving weekend continues. Race 11 is a Grade 2 Kentucky Jockey Club stakes for two-year-olds, a purse at $400,000. It's a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. This race is usually considered an early look to next year's Kentucky Derby with a field of eight set to go. Number 6 Stretch Ride fits the description of an improving two-year-old. He's undefeated in two starts for trainer Dale Romans and has won his two races in fine style. His last start was ultra-impressive, where Stretch Ride rolled to a five-and-three-quarter length win in an 87 buyer, which is just one tick off the field's best buyer of 88. Since that October 14th win, Stretch Ride has worked four times, including the last three at five furlongs, and the latest on November 14th, a nice one-minute-and-one breeze. 
Trainer Dale Romans is 30% with horses that won their last start and looks to be all systems go today. So Churchill Race 11, the Kentucky Jockey Club stakes, number six, stretch ride. Delmar has nine race card today, including the grade two Seabiscuit stakes. Race two is a compact field of five in a $100,000 optional claimer, six furlongs on the dirt, a purse of $70,000. Number three, Good with People's last race was probably the best of his career, despite the fact that Good with People has won five of 15 lifetime starts. In that last race, Good with People took a lifetime best 91 buyer and an optional 80,000 claimer. He stalked the pace throughout and went on to win, with, and Good with People makes the all important third start off the layoff today. And trainer Peter Miller has worked this guy four times since that last win, including two back to back five furlong works. Apprentice jockey Aguilar, who was aboard last time, is back in the saddle today, giving Good With People the five-pound weight allowance. Delmar, race two, number three, Good With People. Finally, Woodbine Mohawk Park has an 11-race card tonight, including the $49,900 Harvest Series uh, final for Ontario-sired three-year-old Colton Gelding Trotters. Race one, though, is a one-mile pace, a purse of $21,000. Ten horses have been entered, including number seven, Boozer, who raised uh, terrific last week when Mohawk had the jackpot high-five mandatory payout and a large field of 12 were entered. Boozer, unfortunately, picked up the unlucky 12 post where he started in the second tier and got away seventh off the gate. He was able to get to the outside in the backstretch and was able to close for fourth in the stretch. It was a very impressive performance by Boozer, and this guy certainly knows the way to the winner's circle, having won 11 of 23 starts this year. Just as an aside to Boozer actually left from the nine hole two starts back. So being on the gate tonight from the seven hole should help this cause. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race number seven, Boozer. Thank you, Larry. We're back in the saddle again next Saturday. I look forward to that. And a big shout out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hey, Mark, goodbye and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And please don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Please donate to this cause. Stay with 105.9 The Regent all weekend long. Thank you for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Regent.